You're listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life, hosted by Travcom. Hello and welcome to the Exhibitor Minute of the Travel Nursing and Allied Life podcast. I'm Michelle Freitag. Today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of using an agency with dedicated recruiters versus those with no recruiter team approach. These two business models work very well for different types of travelers. So we're going to lay out the benefits and potential challenges to both options so you can decide what's best for you. With me today to talk about this is Jeremy Camiso, the CEO and founder of Nurse First Travel Agency. Thank you for joining us, Jeremy. Michelle, happy to be here. Now, Jeremy, you have roots as a nurse uh, well before your agency days. So how I just want to hear a little bit about how you made a transition or what made you decide to do the transition. Yeah, yeah. I think first and foremost, ignorance was bliss, right? If I knew what I didn't know going into it, I probably would have never done it. But oh um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But it, it's obviously it's it's you know very fortunate that this path has kind of come to fruition. So, you know, like most entrepreneurs, um, no matter the industry, it's typically, you know, starts with seeing a gap in what an industry or a marketplace is offering and what you know a consumer or someone that's within that industry at the time thinks should be offered. And, and that was largely, you know, what was the catalyst behind the founding of Nurse First. So I was a traveler, as you said, and that's all the good, the bad, and the ugly of the industry, right? Mm-hmm. The good was obviously, hey, a lot of money, you travel where you want to go, you're, you know, getting paid a lot of money to vacation to a large degree, and really, you know, get to see the country and get to see and grow your um, skill set and your knowledge by going to different hospitals and seeing how many different things um, are done. And so, that's the good. And then the bad is obviously, you know, after a while, you might get a little tired of going from Airbnb to Airbnb or wherever you're staying and, um, you know, being away from family. And then the ugly is, you know, unfortunately, at times, an assignment for one reason or another mm. wasn't what you thought it would be, right? right? You know, it's there's a lot of good behind it. But, you know, there's certain times where hospital policies or just experience on assignment, um, was less than what I was hoping for. And so after doing it for just under two years, I said, you know what, hey, instead of looking for that company that I believe is the best, I'm just going to start it. And here we are almost six years later. That takes a lot of courage, Jeremy. But I love the fact that you know both sides, which mm-hmm. is is huge. You, you get both sides of it. Uh, so you are Nurse First Travel Agency. Where are you located? So we're based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Our entire workforce is remote. So although a lot of us are in this general triangle area, um, we do have people all across the country. Some of our traveler advocates even are um, married to travel nurses. So they travel as the traveler travels. That is perfect. Clinicians travel. So um, we're scattered everywhere based out of Raleigh, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and we staff all 50 states in the country. That's perfect. I see, uh, obviously, you staff nurses. I also see you staff surgical techs as well. Yep, yep. LPN, surgical techs, um, registered nurses. That's kind of our bread and butter right now with a lot more allied professions to come in the near future. Nice. Good to hear. We have uh, the whole gamut at TravCon, and the allied portion is the biggest 
growing portion of it. Uh, Our therapist, we have a therapist mixer. We had one last year. It was another, you know, 50% larger this year. So the therapist and the allied group is really growing. And we love the fact that, you know, you're, it doesn't matter what profession you are. If you're a traveler, you're a traveler, you know, you're any clinician, you're going to travel. So we really like that. I talk a little bit about this, this growing trend now, there's quite a few companies out there that don't have necessarily a dedicated recruiter and they want to go off the team approach. Approach Should your recruiter not be available for whatever reason, we've got a whole team ready to help you out. And I know there's pros and cons to both. I know that it fits some people versus others. Some people really want to know who they're, who's at the other end of the phone versus somebody they don't know. Others really prefer the independent route. Maybe they've been doing this for five years and they're just like, hey, I, I, I don't really need any handholding. I'm good. Uh, and you really understand how they both work. So tell us a little bit about both sides and, and pros and cons to both of this business model that's happening with across the country. You know, some have dedicated, some have teams. Sure. Yeah, I think. You know, I can kind of anchor it back to a phrase I would tell a lot of patients while I was still a travel cath lab nurse. And oftentimes when we would talk a little bit, I would say, you know, they don't pay me for what I do do. They pay me for what I can do. And I think to a large degree, that's kind of, you know, one of the not necessarily misconceptions, but perhaps misunderstandings that clinicians have with you know, why do I need an agency? Why do I need a recruiter? What's the benefit of having these guys? And, you know, if it's a perfectly smooth and seamless assignment, sure, while on assignment, you know, you may minimally use this agency where, you know, maybe a clinician has some sort of validity and gosh, they shouldn't make any money off me because I'm the one working. Well, you know, even in those instances, the amount of admin work, the amount of liability, the amount of really building that trust and the relationships with hospitals is really what the agency is there for, mm-hmm. right? It's not just to find a nurse or find a clinician, place a clinician in, you know, an assignment. It, it takes relationships with hospitals. Well, how do you get that, right? You know, a lot of clinicians can't just organically grow that. And then even when you do, you know, these facilities make you carry pretty hefty insurance requirements that are, you know, corporate insurance policies. And then if you get into, you know, the onboarding of it, all of the admin work. Oh, that goes that's huge. That section, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, that was probably enough, you know, as I went to this side of the pond, if you will, going from the traveler to the, um, you know, agency side. I was amazed at how much work and really how difficult the recruiter job is, the credentialing, the payroll, whoever it may mm-hmm. be, all of this agency side, the amount of work that goes into it and the knowledge base that you need to have on this stuff. I mean, it's 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 almost irreplaceable, certainly mm-hmm. for, I think, clinicians starting out in their travel endeavors. And, you know, so that support that you get from these guys um, on the agency side that's huge. Right. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the big reasons for why have an agency um, and why work with a recruiter. And, you know, to your point, like you said, you know, for 
those clinicians that have been very experienced and have seen kind of what it's like to work within this industry, I think there's also potential value for people like that in the no recruiter platforms. However, even with those guys, it's circling back to the, you know, as a, as a cath lab nurse, I got paid for what I could do, not what I did do all the time. It's what happens when an issue comes up on assignment, right? What happens when there's been a bad day, a rough day? You know, sometimes people just want to vent. People just want to be heard and they want someone that they feel cares. And really, you know, one of the bad parts of traveling, at least when I was a traveler, I thought so, was it's lonely, right? And your one constant you have, if you're not traveling with a spouse or a family or a travel buddy, is your recruiter, your agency, right? Mm -hmm. That person was your rock to some degree, especially if there was a clinician with agency culture and trust, and you felt like they really had your best interest at heart and they, and they cared what happened to you and how your time was going because they want to keep you for a long time, not just the short amount of time, right? right? Just for this one assignment. And, and that's really where it is. I mean, frankly, you're, you're, you're working with a friend, right? And that's kind of the idea. A lot of our um, recruiters are traveler advocates and a lot of the um, travelers we've spoken to and I personally know, you know, you become friends with your recruiter and it's a trusted source for knowledge, for wisdom, a venting ear to just listen to what's going on. Um, Michelle, you and I both know that a 12-hour shift Although a lot of people outside our industry may say, oh, gosh, you're just working three days a week. How hard can it be? Well, you know, a 12-hour shift can feel like 12 weeks pretty fast on yeah, occasion, right? And, and a 13-week assignment can feel like three years, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, to have somebody that gets it and can be part of the journey from the first assignment to the 50th assignment, you know, that's that's a piece, that person piece, that, that human element, I think is something that just technology and our industry and outside of it just will never replace, right? You need mm-hmm. people to some degree. And I think that's really part of the value in, um, you know, in working with the recruiter. Yeah, I think it is. I traveled straight for seven years and I literally had the same recruiter the whole time. And I would come and go, you know, if I hit a town that didn't have much in terms of travel spots and I would do agency for a few weeks and then I'd come back and and you had this this flexibility. It doesn't mean you have to stay with that company or that recruiter. If they don't have something in an area that you want to go and you have two or three companies that you come and go from, but you have those core people in that uh, agency and they know you and they get you and they already, you don't have to go through 50 million questions of you know, what your likes are, what you don't want to do, because they know you, they've already done that. They've got all your notes on you. And then I agree the few times where something goes wrong and you need something short. I remember my paycheck either didn't come or something. And she was so fast. She says, we'll cut you a new one. You'll have it, you know, delivered in a day or two days. It was something super quick, super responsive. And I loved that. I really appreciated it. And I know that not everybody needs that. I personally like having that sort of like somebody in my back pocket that's with me, uh, just a quick call away. Now, how do you find uh, the team approach? What benefits do you find with uh, sort of the non-specific recruiter, but the team approach? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess 
every organization is different. And I think that first and foremost, no one is the master of everything, right? No one is the best at everything. Um, and so, you know, I think one really valuable model is you have that single point of contact, kind of the face of the company for you, which is oftentimes the recruiter, advocate, whoever it may be. And then you have people who are specialists in onboarding you, right? Where, you know, you may still have that direct contact, but you have that person that just onboards people day in and day out mm. and specifically onboards people day in and day out to this particular facility. So they're a subject matter expert on this facility and, you know, they're not really a recruiter who might have to be a subject matter expert on a thousand facilities, 5,000 facilities and kind of keep up with their onboarding requirements. And so I think the team approach can provide a lot of efficiency, a lot of clarity. Um, and you feel as though, you know, or you may feel as though you, there's no stone left unturned, right? You're not dealing with somebody that may, you know, with the best of intentions, overlook something, mm -hmm. um, just because they're trying to know and keep up with so much for a multiple different people. Right? Hundreds because of facilities. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundreds of facilities and, frankly, <laughs> and hundreds of travelers, right? Yeah. Hundreds of clinicians and the, you know, sourcing phase and the onboarding phase on the active assignment, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And so, you know, I think the team approach has a lot of value. Um, but again, you know, every organization is different. That speaks to a lot of, you know, organizational structure and beliefs behind agencies. But, you know, as it pertains to the clinician's perspective, it's, you know, when, if you're going to have an underwriter drafting your documents for your mortgage, would you want someone that did everything on the mortgage or would you want the underwriter to do it? Same thing with a realtor, right? Would you want a realtor to also be the underwriter for a mortgage? I mean, you know, it's, I think there is a time and place for people to have knowledge of what everyone does. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helps almost, you know, the recruiter should kind of be like the nurse to a degree where, you know, the hospitals, facilities, or whatever it may be, are almost the doctors and the recruiter kind of breaks it down into layman's terms for the patient. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think having enough knowledge to understand what's going on is valuable, but I, I just don't think there's enough time in a day for a recruiter to take great care of 50 plus clinicians and onboard all of them and do all this stuff. You know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. And I think that's really where there is just a true value add by having a team approach over just a one size fits all. This person does everything mm -hmm. because quality is going to suffer to some degree, whether it's quality of, you know, doing non-recruiting stuff or um, the quality uh, and attention that the clinician would receive because this other person's just too busy trying to onboard people and get them on assignment. And the team approach is done in so many different ways from company to company, you know, whatever, sure. just like hospitals have a certain way of doing that uh, because they found that's the smoothest way. The agencies have the same kind of idea. If, if you don't have a specific recruiter and it's a team approach, that's one, one method, or you can have a specific recruiter. There's still a team behind the recruiter because they don't, like you say, they, some one of them does payroll, someone does the licensing and the paperwork and documents alone sure. uh, is its own credentialing department for so many companies. Absolutely. Just give us a rundown on 
um, some of the things that a recruiter does on the back end that we don't quite realize is being done? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> a lot more than just talking and being nice, right? And so, yeah. you know, recruiters need to understand, I mean, really what just even, even the information gathering, the document gathering is different from one facility to another just for submission, let alone the onboarding process to get on assignment. And, you know, being that liaison between the facility, the hospital, and the clinician, they have to do that as well, right? So there's a lot of intra And nobody does entry. it the same way. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's exactly. different, yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and frankly, there's, you know, certain things you can only speak to if you've had the experience with it. And that's, you, know, you kind of get that with a team, right? A team has a lot more experience than any individual person would ever have. And, you know, but then as it gets back to what all of the recruiter does, gosh, they, you know, you're looking for people for this particular job in this specialty, you are, you know, over here, you're you know, playing therapist for people on assignment that may be having a rough go at it. Um, you are at the same time on the next phone call, having some sort of corporate meeting to talk about new initiatives. What are the hot jobs? What are we going after? Mm. And then you're also coming over here saying, oh, this hospital now has new requirements. We need this in a submission packet. Make sure you get this information up front. And so, you know, a recruiter is your marketing. Very varied, a lot more varied than I realize. Absolutely. I mean, they do, they do so much. That was really the first thing that was kind of an eye-opener for me because I thought the recruiter had the easiest job in the world with me yeah. as a traveler. I, I never had an issue really. So I never called my recruiter. Right. Um, I didn't low need maintenance. Anything. Yeah. I was low maintenance. I thought that was the norm. And, you know, generally speaking, it probably is, but when you see everything a recruiter has to do oh, between, yeah. you know, just, just really making sure the ball keeps moving and it yeah. feels as, smooth of a process is what it can from start to finish for the traveler. A lot of work needs to be done in order to make that road smooth, right? And, um, you know, your recruiter is doing a great job if you feel they're not doing anything because they are doing such a good job at making the road smooth for you, the path smooth right. to get on assignment and to stay on assignment. What have you found, uh, you know, you, you've done a lot of different roles. What have you found to be the most effective way for a clinician to approach you and help make the job for the recruiter easy. I'm thinking in terms of organization of documents, of, uh, you know, job assignment, what do you find are some things that a traveler can do to just make things smoother so that they're prepared when they pick up the phone and talk with someone or text? Sure, sure. So Really, there's about four different almost categories you can kind of speak of on this. So first is let's talk about that initial engagement, right? You're trying to discover what does this clinician want? Um, really, the clinician can only answer these three questions. What, when, where? What specialty and or profession am I looking to travel in? When can I start and where am I willing to go? Um, okay. Having a good idea as to what the three answers are from that. What do you want as a clinician mm -hmm. that's going to be traveling? That's first and foremost. Um, you know, second, and I think this is oftentimes maybe too understated. Transparency and responsiveness is a two-way street. Um, you know, recruiters and agencies, obviously, 
want as much as they can as quickly as possible. But we also need the traveler or the clinician to do and be willing to do the exact same general things, right? Hey, if we reach out to you, please answer as quickly as possible or get back to us as quickly mm. as possible because- Because things go in minutes. I mean, oh, they're just- man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if yeah. we're talking about the submission process alone, most hiring managers don't hire from most to least qualified or they don't interview from most to least qualified. They know that if this profile is in front of me, they meet our qualifications because our HR department- would have vetted anyone that right. did it. And so it's a first come first serve. And if there's just one opening at a hospital and you're the and second they only person have to submitted, do? Yep. yeah, I mean, if they call an interview and like the first person, you're not getting a call more than likely. Right. And so that timeliness, it's, you know, help the recruiter help you get a job, yeah. get placed where you want to go. And timing and the efficiency behind that is really, really, really important. And then frankly, also, you know, part of what we've seen be, you know, a common stumbling block, if you will, between getting an interview and getting an offer is have all of your requests up front. If you want time off, if you want any scheduling requests, block scheduling, you are traveling with a buddy and you want to have the same, uh, um, same schedule, have all of that perfectly clear on submission. Because a lot of times in the movement here recently is if it's not submitted, you're probably not getting it, right? Mm. If it wasn't there on submission, you're probably not going to get it. It's and really hard adding things later on. Absolutely. To, you know, yeah, absolutely. Because think about it, right? I mean, you know, we know the clinician wants this assignment. We know that they want to go here, or these general areas, they want to be compensated mm-hmm. well. But remember the whole reason there's even an opening. It's because the hospital is short. They are putting a big burden on their staff employees to take care of maybe a heavier caseload than what they probably should be, more higher ratio than they should be. People are mandated to work overtime. So they want to fill these jobs as quickly as possible. And if there's a bigger back and forth than what maybe there should be, because information wasn't provided on the submission, in the hospital's mind, they may just say, look, this person seems way too high maintenance from the get-go. If we can't even get them an assignment, we can't get them to sign the offer, um, because they kind of keep coming back with onesie, twosie requests yeah. or requirements, we're just going to move on to the next person. Yeah, make and it easy for them, like straightforward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, make it as easy as possible to choose you. And, oh. you know, I think those are a couple of the really big things they can do. And then as far as being organized with documents, submit everything you can, right? Even if the recruiter doesn't need it initially, it's going to be needed when you take an assignment at some point. It hurts mm-hmm. nothing to turn in your occupational health documents, any license verifications you already have, or um, just keep it in one folder ready to go. Upload. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, those are really big tips, I think, to help both sides, you know, help the recruiter get it through as quick as they can and also help the traveler land the job. I think that's huge in terms of those. So thank you. Those are really good tips. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? What's the goal is get the clinician into an assignment, fill the the staffing need Yes, and and make sure the clinician is happy with the service you're providing your amazing employment experience that they are getting through you. And that's what keeps them wanting to work with your agency, either at this facility through extensions or beyond at other facilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is 
there's a time and place for the no recruiter platform if travelers feel they may not need that support system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that agency with clinician experience versus, you know, maybe that old stigma of agency versus clinician experience. Oh gosh, Mm -hmm. the agency is just trying to take money from me and they're going to screw me over or whatever it may be. I mean, I just think that's, that's not the norm. And I think there are many agencies out there that want to take care of the caregiver, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, having, finding that right fit for you, working with multiple agencies, um, take advantage of the luxury of having so many different agencies to choose from out there, figure out who feels like the best fit, who feels like they are empathetically listening there with you, being with you, and, you know, always be open to the wisdom that they have and their team has from the experiences that you may have never encountered as a traveler. But if you do encounter it, you'll certainly be thankful that someone has seen this before. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they make, and they make your travel experience just so much easier. I find, you know, if you're willing to kind of keep your ear open to what knowledge they have, it helps mm-hmm. make things smoother. They're a yeah. partner in the process. You're not alone. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Same with the conference. I, I call it a giant speed dating experience. You've sure. been right. You were here yep. this year yeah, and yep. it's, it's your one time where you're able to interview very quickly, two, three minutes recruiter after recruiter, what's, you know, what do you have to offer? What do you, you know, looking for the people that you really connect with. And then you walk away from the conference with four or five names that maybe your assignment doesn't come up until December or January or or June. You've got a bunch of very quick names that you can get to. And you're like, Hey, I really feel like we made a good connection and you don't need much time when it's in person, which is kind of ideal. Yeah, well, and if you think about it too, I think one quick thing that maybe a clinician can do if they are debating the recruiter versus no recruiter platform, as I said, the biggest value add um, is how will you help me as a recruiter if I experience this issue or this issue, this issue? Because in the no recruiter platform, you're kind of on your own to a relative degree, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if trying to decide even beyond just picking which agency I'd want to work with and which recruiter I'd want to work with, ask the recruiter, hey, what's your company's policy or what role would you play in helping me resolve this, 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 or this situation yeah. if it did come up? That's that's a good, good thing to ask them. Excellent. Jeremy, if somebody wants to find you, where where's your website? Yeah, so website is nursefirsttravel.com. First is just the number one ST. Um, that's our website. We are obviously on Facebook, have a Facebook group, Facebook page. We're pretty active on, um, Twitter, on LinkedIn, um, Instagram. So you can find us all over the place and certainly posting within gypsy nurse and other job boards. Um, you know, we, we try to stay as present as we can and we, you know, I love it. I love the fact that, you know, I, I love the clinician, the clinician based, founded uh, companies. I feel like it really gives a good multifaceted view uh, on things. So thank you so much for adding to our world. And, and we look forward to seeing you at TravCon next year. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll be there with our liquid IVs again. That was the big hit we had this past year. So we'll make sure we're going to be a solution for the clinicians (laughs) visiting in Vegas next year. Sounds good. Thank you, Jeremy. Thanks, Michelle. 
Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.